The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you want to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Top of the page there, you'll see two videos. On the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, That will remain up until 3 o'clock, at which time he'll go live today, Saturday, so he'll be on for two hours. Uh, So if you haven't heard Bradley and you want to Check him out. Today be the day to do that. There's two hours worth of Bradley Dean on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live this morning, the morning show. And all you got to do is hit play, blow it up on your device, click the little rumble icon at the bottom right, and you can join us in the chat there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, Twitch at Setting Brushfires, and if you've got a Roku device, we're on 
uh, Cutting Edge TV over there, and we appreciate those guys carrying us as well. <clears throat> right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email news uh, letter. So be sure to do that, and you get one email from us a day, all of the articles we have at sonslibertymedia.com. We need that support, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you uh, in so many ways because, uh, well, we're, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking uh, a lot of stuff going on here, all right? Ho, 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 ho. My beard does not look like Cy Robertson. His is kind of kind of torn and stuff, right? <laughs> Oh, anyway, no, I'm just teasing with you, Jennifer. Uh, in the chat, she says my beard looks like that. Okay, so uh, if you want to help support us, there's a donate button, too, at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. Make a one-time donation there to keep us out there doing what we're doing. And then the other one is Become a Son or Daughter of Liberty. Those are our monthly partners, and we appreciate each and every one of you, including those who don't even financially support us, but you're in here every morning or listening on the radio or you pray for us. We appreciate that so much. We really do. And uh, our store is available. Today is the last day to get this deal, The Prayer That Rocked the Capital DVD. Donation is normally $20 uh, through midnight tonight. If you use the promo code PRAYER, you'll get 20% off of that if you've been wanting to pick that up in our store. So feel free to do that. Now, i got to say, uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was laughing on this side of everything this morning during the pre-show music <laughs> because David comes in and goes, Chinese jungle music? I don't know where that came. I guess that was the little the little drums at the start or whatever. Anyway, no, that's our friend Leah, uh, and uh, Leah has been very kind to let us use her music. Uh, you can find her at leahmusic.net, or you can find her at leahmusic.bandcamp.com. And I don't know what it is about Bandcamp. I hit the play button, and it'll stop sometime during the song. I'm trying to do things, and so uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. But uh, Leah is a homeschool mom. Uh, and a wife, and Christian, and musician. Celtic metal is what she actually does. So that's one of the softer versions of that, of course. And um, she's also an entrepreneur, not just in doing music, but also uh, helping musicians get the market their stuff out there, uh, their their music, get it out into the public. She's, she's really good at those kinds of things. So um, we appreciate Leah letting us use her music uh, for pre-show, um, which I try to do off and so yeah give her some support if you like her music she's got a great voice uh some of the stuff is very soft like what we heard and then others uh yeah it'll, it'll rock your it'll rock your world there a little bit so be sure to check out leah uh it's a couple of headlines here at sons dot com where we bring kate on uh u.s army flight surgeon remember uh, Teresa long a uh, lieutenant colonel in the army uh, she's a army doctor and aerospace medicine specialist she spoke out uh, gosh, it's been uh, several months. Se- September of last year, I think, was when it was when she first came forward. Said she had to ground three pilots who had the shot uh, because of what was happening to them. And she warned, and then she showed up at Senator Ron Johnson's little panel there of people who were pointing out that stuff and who were uh, also speaking about their own injuries and things. And so <clears throat> all of that was there. Now she's saying uh, it's top brass ordering the silence on these quote-unquote vaccine injuries. She's watching people get absolutely destroyed from them. Check that out at sonsliberatemedia.com. Also, earlier this month, Australian cricket icon Shane Warney. Now, I don't watch cricket. It kind of looks like a, um, uh, I don't know, dysfunctional baseball game or something. And I don't watch baseball either, but that's what it looks like to me. Anyway, uh, he tells the world, get vaccinated and learn to live with it. And he suffers a heart attack and dies. Now, this guy 
used he used to date this girl. What was um, she was with Bill Clinton, but she was uh, an actress years ago. Uh, Hurley, Elizabeth Hurley. Um, but anyway, I saw the thing, and I just thought that here's a guy telling people to get vaccinated, learn to live with it, and he didn't even alive to to tell anybody anything else. Which is why you shouldn't listen to these people. I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, do not resuscitate orders, turning hospitals into death camps. Yeah. Dr. Vernon Coleman uh, is the one who I reference in this. You need to check that out at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, real quickly, where are the 51 Intel agents who assured us that Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation? Yeah, we haven't seen that either, have we? From our friends Suzanne Hamner and Lynn Taylor. The unconstitutional education, it's woven into everything. That's uh, their latest out, and we've got that at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And real quickly, you're a disgrace, a dictator. EU Parliament humiliate, uh, humiliates Trudeau, blasts him for gross rights viol- human vi- uh, violations. Check this lady out. She's got some guts, man. They, they, uh, they were booing her, and uh, she's got some guts. Check, check this lady out. There's you some I Chinese will now music give right the there. floor to Miss Christine Anderson for her point. Thank you. Based on Article 195, doubt that it would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy, and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a prime minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. <laughs> you can hear some of the boos in there, and then you got all of the applause. So I think she's probably got a lot of people on her side. That's just my thought. And then finally, Sons of Liberty Media. Well, that's that's the last one. This other one was a duplicate of what we had before. All right, with that, uh, Kate was trying to call in, so we got the little doodle-doodle-doodle. We had to cut that off of there. I guess she had a little problem. You know, Kate, it's it's interesting. And by the way, good morning. Hi, good morning. You are really clear there. Did they clear up your internet? Um, I what I did was because I'm not very tech savvy. I didn't. Um, Sorry. Have the same email address <laughs> that I'd had um, eight years ago. So I found out I've been paying double what I should be doing for my Wi-Fi and phone and everything. Oh wow. I know, because I'm stupid. Listen, they're not giving me a refund for for eight years. So what I did was um, I spent about four hours in total on the phone, bouncing one thing off the next um, to try and get discount everywhere. And I managed to get it, like I say, down to about half. But everywhere, um, I haven't changed my laptop and everything, so I can't get in anywhere, which is driving me mad. So anyway, it it just seemed one one of the ones that they wanted to give me one of the, they said, Oh, you'll have internet access in every room of your house. And that filled me with the fear of God. Um, Cause I don't want that. <laughs> so um, I've got, I've got a, a wet chihuahua here that I've just bathed and she keeps trying to get up with me. Oh, 
<laughs> but, so yeah, I'm glad my access is better, but I couldn't get in on my laptop. So well, well I just I see the clarity of the image. It's it's very very clear. Now you froze up there just a second, but it's very clear. So it, it looks great. I'll have to make sure I'm looking a bit fresher in the morning now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got a, we've got something going on today. Now this is something I think that you guys had spoke about some time back, and it wasn't just you. I think um, we had a couple of people. It might have been uh, Carrie. Yeah, I see that she's got her, she's got her shirt on, her Sons of Liberty shirt on today. <laughs> but, yeah, I keep I keep hitting the Michael Roth. See, we had I, I did an interview yesterday with uh, Michael Roth. We're going to play that on Monday. America's Frontline Doctor, and you guys seem to like the moon landing stuff. So, Doctor Michael had been in you know looking into that. So he's going to give you some things that Bart didn't. Uh, we're going to have that on Monday, and then he's going to talk about real quickly about the um, the testing they're going to do. The, not a testing, a survey they're going to do on his product that detoxifies from graphene oxide, graphene, and other other things, even up in the brain. It can go up in the brain and get it and pull it out. And so, uh, be sure you guys to check that out. We'll have we'll play that on Monday, Lord willing. But Kate, you guys were talking about this issue of cancer. From these shots, you've been talking about that for for at least a year, maybe more, uh, because of things that it does to the body, turning off certain receptors and stuff. I don't remember the numbers and the letters for them, but we're going to talk a little bit about that because now it's it's you know when people say, "Oh, you guys are just conspiracy theorists," now it's a reality. It's not just we're telling you what's coming and warning you of that. It's a reality out there, and a lot of people are experiencing this stuff. Yeah. So in in uh, August twenty ninth. 2020 i was in trafalgar square and alex jones had it on his show that clip i actually said they're going to come for your children they're going to inject your children and this is going to change your dna and now all the studies are out that's exactly what it can do and now we're told that they're going to be using messenger rna in lots of uh, pharmaceutical drugs and also um i believe there was a meeting in the fda this week i've just shared it all where I always say uh, no vaccine has ever been proven safe, no vaccine has ever been proven effective, and no two vaccines have ever been tested together for their efficacy. And that's a fact. And I always say, take me to court, prove me wrong. You can sue me because I know it's the truth. So some doctor at this meeting with the FDA has actually come out and said, well, actually, we don't know if any vaccines are safe till we've tried them out on the, po- the population. So unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. They don't know. I should say the quote, they don't know how it's going to affect you until they try it on everybody, which is shocking. So just looking at something I came across, you know, the lentivirus cocktail, um, the permeability. Um, sorry. Um, where I've got it here. Oh, yes. Yeah, so cancer's rising because this is where they're saying they're seeing it's got HIV, AIDS, SARS and MERS in it. And what it does is it drops your CD4 and CD8 count. That's what you were talking about. So we know that Dr. Ryan Cole said there's going to be um, a huge rise and he's already seeing a 2000% increase in cancers. So these figures here, 794% increase in esophageal cancers, 524% rise in gastric and abdominal cancers, 387% increase in breast cancer. Now, breast cancer in the UK is one in seven, approximately. I remember when I did my... Um, EN to RN in, I think it was 1992, it was one in 12 got breast cancer. So we're not winning any war. Um, 374% increase in thyroid and endocrine cancers, 537% in ovarian cancers. And we know that this spike protein has an affinity, a liking 
for the follicles on the ovaries. 269% increase in testicular cancer. Watch your gonads, lads. And that's all since 2021 when this was bought in, these COVID shots. So um, it's incredible that no one's really... They're not putting two and two together. We, we're seeing, what was it? The drummer of the Foo Fighters died today as well. And I'd also, heard that, yeah. Yeah, and it's happening everywhere. Sports personalities um, dropping everywhere. And everyone's just, I actually heard, I'm laughing because it's nerves. I heard someone say, well, it's because of COVID they're dying. We're hearing that they're going, Moderna is going for emergency authorization for the naught to five-year-olds. You're going to see dead babies. You're going to see dead toddlers. They're already doing the five to 11-year-olds. Another uh, percentage I, I pulled up, I believe, please do check this because I was doing this really late last night, that 50% of, the, uh, of, of the deaths were in those that had it within a few days. And the rest of those deaths, 80% of those that didn't die within the first few days were within two weeks. And this is really, really interesting and scary. Remember your lymphatic system is where everything, all your, um, everything that's being cleaned and all your dead cells, et cetera, your macrophages, everything filters through your lymphatic system around your body and your brain has your glymphatic system. The spike proteins were found in the lymph nodes at autopsy 17 months later, up to 17 months later. So that means these spike proteins are still being made. They don't even know when it's going to switch off. And remember, they go into the cells in your blood vessel wall, start to stick out of the cells, the spike proteins where you start to make microclots and they keep on making clots. Then after about four weeks, your body makes antibodies to these spike proteins. So then when you come into contact with some more, And these spike proteins are all over your body and all your organs. When you start to make some more, when you come into contact with more, I should say, so when you have your next shot and your booster shots, and now they're talking about the fourth one in Australia because your government loves you. um, What's going to happen then is, or if you come into contact with about seven coronaviruses, your body is going to mount an immune response against the spike proteins that are where in all your cells. So your body's going to what? It's going to mount an immune response on you. It's going to commit suicide. This is exactly what's happening. And this is what's being shown to us. It's what's being proven to us in studies that are coming out. There was, um, I think, is there a thousand peer-reviewed evidence-based studies now on the adverse reactions from these COVID shots? I mean, it's mind-blowing and that people are still going to take their children to the sacrificial altar. Their baby's right there. Here you go, Molak. Take my baby because I want to go on holiday. Or I'm frightened of some boogeyman that's never been proven to exist because I don't know Christ. So I'm frightened to die and I'm having a bad hair day here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, my hair's sticking on end. It's the excitement of it. So look, <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I can't believe it. I can't quite get my head around the lunacy of people. It's beyond me. Um, I, I'm done. I, I, I'm not going to rallies. I'm not going to go and speak out anymore and risk getting arrested or put in jail for 10 years. It's not worth it. What I'm about now is how are you going to survive this if you've had this injection? How are you going to survive it? Never mind all the rest of the drama that's coming, the food shortages, because Biden's singing and dancing about it with a big smile on his face. Um, and I know it's coming here. 
It's not just how you're going to survive that. It's how are you going to survive if one, you can't access medical care or all of your nurses and doctors and your healthcare are all getting sick and dying because they've had it. What are you going to do if you've got to survive something or if you've had any of these shots? That's what I'm about. It's about keeping your immune system in tip top condition. And where does all disease begin? In the guts. And what do vaccines do? They go in your, you know, they they make all the heavy metals like shrapnel in your gut, all this graphene oxide as well. With regular vaccines, they sit as shrapnel in the gut. And don't forget, you've got uh, glyphosate, which is in the in the water table, which when you mix it with fluoride, which they add to your water supply because your government loves you. Um, it makes, I think it's six or eight new compounds in the gut that shouldn't be there. So you've got a damaged gut. And then your blood brain barrier is open because of your 2.4 gigahertz, which is your Wi-Fi and up and the polysorbital 80 in regular vaccines. But it's in this one because your government love you. And so that's all going to your brain as well. So, you know, I don't want to do doom and gloom. I want to go, how are we going to get through this? Because I'm sure we all know somebody. Certainly, I'm sure my son who's got the devil in his ear uh, or both ears, um, you know, I'm sure he's had two or three shots. And I know my other son who already has to have a heart scan every year because of having postural orthostatic tachycardia. And they believe he's got Marfan's. His girlfriend's father talked him into having one. Um, oh, I've had to do a lot of forgiveness on that one. I tell you, I was going out there like mad mama. Um, so he's had one. So we all know somebody that's been foolish enough to take this devil's soup. I do hope everybody's listening that likes to slaughter me. Yep, you heard it, folks. The devil's soup. You've been deceived. Yeah, that there's that's true. And I want to let people know we're we're thinking I'm thinking along those lines too of uh you know preparation and other things like that. This is why I'm trying to set up a week where we can do just a whole week of and I'm gonna bring my friend probably David on, maybe a couple other people. Uh, to talk about some things, because I think it is biblical. You know, the, the Bible says the prudent man sees the danger of this coming, and he prepares for it. And, you know, we, we see we give it, we see many examples. Uh, one is this most predominant in my mind is that of Joseph and how he was, you know, sold into slavery. And the, the beautiful passage in Genesis 50 where he, he forgives his brothers who think that he's going to take it out on them once their dad's dead. And he's like, look. You guys meant it for evil. You intended this situation for evil, selling me into slavery. But God meant it for good. The same action, men had evil, wicked desires to get rid of their brother, and God had a good purpose in them doing what they did so that many people would be saved. And how were they saved? Well, he interpreted a dream. We're going to have seven years of plenty, seven years of famine, and we need to get busy saving up grain so that people can survive those seven years of famine. And I think this is something that's been on my my heart for at least a year, maybe more, is Tim Brown has got to start doing some things out there. This is why we started with the chickens and we want to do some of the, you know, gardening and stuff like this and change my black thumb to a green thumbs. (laughs) My wife's got a green thumb for sure, but, um, you know, do some of those kinds of things. And I think it gets us back into the language of scripture, which is largely agricultural uh, because that's the environment that we're, and they were, they were completely dependent upon God. If God didn't send rain, if he didn't send sunshine, if he didn't make that, those crops grow, if he didn't make their, if he didn't bless their cattle and their flocks, they were not a blessed people and they, they would have definitely starved to death. But 
uh, he he definitely took care of them in that measure. And I think that the people today, boy, a majority of Americans, I would say, wouldn't know how to plant a, a tomato plant, much less uh, you know make an entire garden or raise chickens or any of this kind of stuff. They just we've been conditioned to go to the store to get whatever we need. And I think I think in the midst of all of this bad stuff, that is a silver lining that maybe will relearn those skills of the past that sustain us and make us uh, really give us independence from the ty- the tyrants that are pushing their their drugs and their their you know gene edited food and everything else on us. Yeah. So I, you know, for me, I bought masses of seeds about twenty years worth. I bought loads of these round growing things. Um, the greenhouse is coming. We, uh, my children's playhouse, I'm not getting rid of it. We're, I'm using it as a wood store. Um, Katrina and I were on my bottom garden looking at it the day because it's, it's big enough for a polytunnel and some of the um, round things. Now, Mother General, who's getting hammered by the Times newspaper, the lovely nuns at Tyburn, uh, Sister Mary Joseph wanted to send me a, a, um, a video of her with one of the rabbit skins. <laughs> they bred a load of rabbits and then they've, they've eaten them. <laughs> and they ate the cockerel as well. But um, Mother General is... That's good eating, they, Kate. That's good eating right yeah, there. Oh, I know. Um, and you know, Mother Mary Joseph's there on the camera, apparently stroking the, the rabbit skins. But anyway, um, she Mother General has, which I'm going to see her tomorrow because it's Mother's Day here. So they are mothers. So I'm, I'm heading off. I've got some filming to do at a studio. I've been invited for an interview, but then I'm going to see them. And they, um, they've got these little quails. She's incubating quails in a little incubator mother generally oh, nice. so just right in the middle of, of london opposite hyde park and there's you know the convent and they at the back they've, they're right in the middle of it all they've got they're growing food uh they've got a vegetable garden and so that's what i'm you know planning on really gearing up for we've been pacing it all out um ordering my big um to catch the rain from all the corners of my property and really, you know, you've got to start buying stocks, buying food, enough for a couple of years if you haven't started now, but then thinking about, because you're going to have to sustain yourself while you start growing. And you're not, you know, you might not have the internet. So start looking now. I always like books to learn how to put it in jars and cans. I mean, Celeste Salom is a legend at this. She's got whole chickens in, you know, stored them when she's cooked them and everything. Um, but it, it's, I think you're right. We should have got back to this. What's really interesting for me is when I got cancer, um, I don't like to say got cancer because actually it's your immunity doesn't you work. You develop it. Yeah, when I developed it, it doesn't come from outside like they want you to believe. Um, I, I'd had this really affluent life with my ex-husband, my children, and you know all these handbags and high heels and jewellery. And, and all of a sudden I was, um, I, I looked at it all just as trinkets and... And I didn't want to put my faith in it anymore. And I was really quite miserable. It all felt very shallow. And I started to lose my, um, you know, my my flavor for any of that. And that's when I really started to turn a decade ago. You know, I used to think, you know, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to live a different way. And um, and then I, that's when I started to do, a, once I started eating organic as well and started to make a lot of stuff. And it's kind of progressed from there. So fail to plan, plan to fail. Today I'm off to buy these big things to put to start growing all my herbs on my windowsill, and I want to uh, get a, dis- a distiller. It's like a copper kettle that you you distill it down so you can get the oils because oregano oil to buy yep. which kills mold with hydrogen peroxide, um, and it can kill mold in the brain the way you use it. 
it's really expensive for a tiny bottle. So, and it's potent um, too. It will burn your tongue off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've been, it's really funny. I decided I would go on a two week of juicing lots. And yesterday I did eight juices and I had wheatgrass in there as well. And I, my potassium and I was taking all my supplements and, um, I've been having the chlorine dioxide. I'd made it, you know, where you put it in and you collect the gas over eight hours. Yep. I think I just, yeah, I think I might have overdosed myself a bit on it. So I was doing that. And then I'm gargling my 3% hydrogen peroxide and spraying my entire body with it in the morning and rubbing it in. Whoo, I didn't wake up feeling too clever this morning. <laughs> <laughs> staggered out of bed, staggered downstairs. I'm in bed. I mean, it's, it's spring. And I've got a um, like a jogging suit on, a T-shirt on, a sweatshirt on, my socks on, my slipper boots, looking really attractive. And um, and I thought, you know, wow, the sun's shining. It's probably warm and I'm like staggering around. And, and that's because, and there's other signs. I know people don't like to hear it, but I still do coffee enemas. And, and anyone, all my friends that do coffee enemas, that's, we have a chat sometimes while we're doing it. That's our morning coffee chat. It's just put up the other end. And... Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> Katrina, Katrina and I will often, you know, do these little things together and not, not the enemas together, but we'd start doing a juicing kick. And, and uh, you know, I always know when I'm offloading toxins because I get a furry coated tongue. Uh, so I feel like my, you know, I've had some cowboys sleep in my mouth and they've left and parked their horses in there this morning. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, you can't hold your enema. It gets very difficult to hold it. Uh, and you know you have to you really don't want a liter of coffee all over your bathroom floor and so and everything that's in it so you know that's just shows you how quickly you pick up toxins every day so it's an ongoing process you've got to drink clean water you've got to eat clean foods and plenty of them nutrient dense you've got to breathe clean air you've got to get out in the sunshine um, you've got to limit your EMF. I've just had a new book delivered because I'm doing a whole show with Celeste Salon on EMF. So um, all of these things are like a dripping tap. And together they will, they will, it will begin to overflow your bucket. Yeah, they build up, they build up a, they build up a, a war against you. By the way, uh, Bethany says, Kate is the most ladylike, I ladylike lady I know. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's well, a reference to it's the nursing in me as well. You know, we like to talk about everything. Yes. Oh, especially if you're an emergency room nurse. I don't, I, those conversations is like having a conversation with my mother. Uh, this is yep, what just, it's like. You know, just when I, I, I used to think I couldn't be shocked anymore. Trust me. I flew for 10 years uh, with BA. Uh, that shocked me in that emergency room. On a <laughs> uh, but uh, so, you know, but what we know about this injection is it's very clever. It's a multi-attack. It's an absolute multi-attack. So look, let me let me go on to something because um, I'm going to talk about the microbiome system. And it's really interesting. And one of the books, uh, a lady that I interviewed, um, when, when they talk about in her book, they talk about evolution. I'm not going to talk about evolution because I don't believe it. I don't believe it like that at all. But created in God's image, We've built the house of God around him, which is in us. God is in us. This is the house of God. We don't need to go to a church. And, um, you know, I am truly of the belief that that nucleus of your cell is where it all is that I've talked about on this on this show. So, yeah, Kate, can, um, I, can I interject one thing before you in, do that? Because I agree with you that, that we are the temple. And um, <clears throat> but I want people to understand I don't 
at least I hope you're not saying this, uh, that the Bible commands us that we gather together with one another, that we yep. love one another and stuff. So I don't think that you're saying it's just me and Jesus and we're good to go. Right. I think that's I think that's true to a certain extent, but he's given us one another in the body because we have gifts to, to share with one another. And that's how we function. And just like what you're giving us, you know, if something gets out of place, if our liver is, you know, a fatty liver that's become toxic to us and stuff, then it hurts the rest of the body. And so we need the body there. We're to gather together with one another. And uh, I I wanted to throw that in because I think we've talked about that before. And I think people get the wrong impression to say, well, you're just out there, you know, long ranger Christian. And that's not, that's not the way God designed us to be anyway. Uh, So I I just wanted to kind of toss that in there. I I didn't think that you meant the other because you're always, you're always meeting with people anyway. Yeah, I don't want to be out there as the Lone Ranger Christian, yep. but I certainly don't want to be out there at a church sitting amongst a load of people with a vicar at the front that's had three shots. Oh, yes, the church near me, uh, the two injections and the booster and his flock, and they've all had it as well. So that, to me, they don't know They don't know what they're talking about. And when that particular vicar told me he'd just preached Thessalonians that morning, I told him he doesn't know God and God won't know him. Because, you know, everything, just the fact that that injection has got human embryonic kidney cell lines in it. Yep. Really? That's and it. those children are not anesthetized when they are dissected. That's right. That's so, exactly right. That's exactly right. And, I, I, and anybody... I yeah. And, and they, should be, they should be aware. They should be aware of anybody who refers to themselves as the victor of Christ. Uh, that that's a that's a dangerous thing. That is, I mean, literally, it's antichrist. They're in the they're putting themselves in the place of Christ. So we need to be careful of men like that. If if they'll call themselves that, they will teach you wrong the scriptures, and they'll do it uh, because they're deceived. And as Peter said, uh, they will promise you liberty while they are slaves of corruption themselves. So yeah, you're exactly right. We have to be careful of those who are, you know, teaching the word of God and 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 pushing people into a lack of faith in God and in Christ and pushing it towards, you know, the, the humanistic worldview to where man can determine for himself what is good and what is evil. Yeah, absolutely. And all of it that's in it, you know, I, I met a lady in a supermarket that I knew really well and I haven't really seen her for a couple of years because I'm, you know, the in my town, they move out the way. It's great. Um, when I'm walking through, they're getting a bit better now. But I met this lovely, lovely lady and I used to see her out dog walking. We got talking in the supermarket and she was actually moving away from me. And I asked, I, I, she's a vegetarian. She goes running. She's really fit. She's older than me. And I, I said to her, you know, you didn't have it, did you? And she said she had. I said, do you know what's in it? She went, well, why would I know what was in it? In her hand was a package from the vegetarian fake food section in the supermarket. And she was reading the ingredients. And and I went, are you kidding? I said, you're reading the ingredients on what you're going to put in your mouth, but you don't know what you've injected into you? Yeah, yeah. Really? Total disconnect. It's mental. But before I go any further, I just want to say this. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope, whose hope is in him. Remember, the helmet of salvation is our hope. The Lord is good to us that, are, that hope in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And that's from Lamentations 3, 24, 26. Amen. I, I like that because that's what we're doing by preparing. We're waiting. We're not doing nothing. It doesn't say sit in a corner and do nothing. Waiting means 
you know, you you read scripture and everything. That's what I loved about your interview with the moon man. Um, he said he read the Bible five times yeah. before he realized it was, it was wonderful. But anyway, so going, what is the microbiome? Humans co-evolved with these commensal and commensal comes from the Latin word sharing, sharing a table, commensal. That's what you're doing. And so you live with this, um, this um, symbiotic where, where, they need you and you need them. And these are really good things to have your microbiome in your gut. And over uh, millions of years of evolution, the mitochondria, which striking similarities to a bacterial cell, and it has its own DNA. Remember your mitochondria is the little powerhouse in your cell with fluid in it, which relies on the electrical field of the sun to make that fluid. How fantastic is that? And it's, it's nutrition for your immune cells. So, So going back, Hippocrates said, all disease begins in the gut. We know this because I've had patients, even myself, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I had a little bit of psoriasis here on my scalp. Um, I had ectopic heartbeats. My eyesight was failing. I had plantar fasciitis. I got out of bed in the morning. My feet really hurt. I had carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, I had really heavy menstrual cycle. I didn't know that I had a thyroid disorder, but I did. And then I was diagnosed with a really aggressive form of breast cancer. Now, when I started doing Gerson therapy, it didn't just heal, you know, one thing, my entire body healed, except my thyroid, which was damaged from all these injections. So the trillions of the trillions of microbes that live within us and make up this delicate body-wide organ work to either increase or decrease our cancer susceptibility as well. And it's, and our cancer progression. So what is cancer? It's when our bodies are so toxic, our livers, and we're so deficient in vitamins and minerals, we can no longer stimulate an immune response. So if this microbiome is all gone in the gut, what it does is it means that we, we can't actually ingest our nutrients from our food properly and when that microbiome gets out of sync, what causes it to get out of sync? Well, if our thyroid function is low and we don't have enough stomach acid, this microbiome can, can grow. Our homeostasis can change because we have too many of these or we can have a lot of candida in our gut. So also remember, um, it was um, the role of these supportive microbes, also called beneficial bacteria, um, played a role in uh, play in cancer, came into medical consciousness only in the late 1990s. So they only knew about these having an effect on cancer in the late 1990s. And it was called the oncobiome. So do you see the link between cancer and the gut is massive, massive. So it's called carcinogenesis. Tumor cell, uh, we've learned that bacteria are involved in regulating tumor cell pl- proliferation, inducing cancer cell apoptosis, modulating inflammation and training our entire immune system and influencing the metabolism of foods and pharmaceuticals. So if you've not got the right microbiome, do you see even the way that you metabolize drugs can be altered? And remember the three top causes of death in the UK, cancer, heart disease, and pharmaceutical drugs. So Human microbial populations were much more diverse um, and prolific in pre-agricultural times. Well, that's when, you know, we used to be, we didn't use to bath. Actually, as a child, you might find this gross, but my mother only used to bath us once a week. On a Sunday night, we had a bath. 
And it was the three of us were putting the bath together. Monday to Friday, we had our hands and faces and up to our elbows washed and our necks. I know this is kind of gross. Um, And then if we were really dirty, I remember my mother putting us in the sink in the kitchen. Um, North Midlands, and we lived in a um, council house, you know, owned by the government state. So, um, so that's how we used to live. And we didn't have any of these antibacterial sprays. It was just, I remember it was a hard bar of soap that would be all cracked. And my mother used the same cloth to scrub us all. But we weren't sick, not like kids are today. Now you've got all these um, sanitizers, bleach, um, everything added to the water supply, Children are washed constantly. Actually, if you wash an elderly person every day, you bath them in nursing, you start to break down their skin because mm. you're washing off all their natural. I remember one patient who hadn't had a bath for decades. He would have a top and tail wash. Um, I'm not sure that that's the right thing. But, you know, it, it's it's the same as, um, you know, I see people when they're children, they use this antibacterial cream before their children are allowed to eat. And they drop food on the floor. They're like, don't eat it, don't eat it. I always used to say to my kids, unless it's been on the floor for ages or it lands in a dog turd, you can pick it up and eat it. You'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, I sneak that in there too. If it's dropped, hey, I'm picking it up. And um, yeah, if it's if it doesn't have a hair in it, if it didn't land in a pile of dirt or something on the floor or something, then I, I'm sorry, I'm going to eat it. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's something that's kind of fascinating, too. Uh, uh, Philly was saying kids should play in dirt and eat mud and you never get sick. And I think that there's something to that. We used to yeah. do that as kids. We used to play in the mud and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm Like you're at the beach kind of thing. You're building sand, all this kind of stuff. And with that comes the very things. And I, I think of it when you talked about the fulvic and humic acid and stuff. That's the very things that we came from, people. Read Genesis. The Bible says that he created, he formed man out of the dust of the ground or out of the clay, if you will. So all of that is a part of us. I think that's why I'm fascinated to be learning about how fruits and vegetables work in our bodies, what Dee was bringing to us about cannabis and all this stuff is because those things come from the very stuff that we're made out of. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was, you know, over... Millions of years of evolution, the mitochondrion, which is a striking similarity to a bacterial cell and has its own DNA in the mitochondria, became more specialized and can live outside the cell. Remember, mitochondria are responsible for creating more than 90% of your energy in your body, needed by the body to sustain life and support growth. The mitochondria drive your metabolism, support your health of your mitochondria, was at the heart of a metabolism-centric approach to reversing disease. That's what Dr. Max Gerson said. Exactly that. It's a metabolic disorder. So individual microbes outnumber human cells 10 to 1, and they collectively weigh approximately three pounds. How incredible is that? And a 2013 study published in the Journal of National uh, Cancer Institute found that colon cancer patients tended to have a higher level of fusobacteria, a type of bacteria that promotes inflammation in the gut and fuels cancer growth. So do you see when your gut flora gets out of sync and you've got more of what you should have, then you're going to get sick. Um, Very, very interesting. There's a lot to cover in this, but I wanted to get I wanted to get through a, a couple of things that are quite interesting. So what we have is, you know, we we microbes in our immune system 
They are their personal trainers. So in 2013, the CDC reported that food allergies among children had increased approximately 50% between 1997 and 2011. And our missing microbes were largely to blame. Um, A powerful example of this came in January 2015 when Australian researchers cured 80% of their study population of peanut allergies with courses of lactobacillus ramanus probiotic, which gradually increasing doses of peanuts themselves. Kids with peanut allergies were able to eat them all over again. And I know that allergies amongst children increased massively over the last 50 years. And what else has increased? The amount of injections that they have, vaccines. And when the East Berlin Wall came down, they saw a massive increase in allergies and childhood cancers, over 40% increase, I believe, in leukemias once that East Berlin Wall came down. Because those children in East Berlin were in great big nurseries, They were all playing together. They didn't have all these antibacterial sprays and all this fast food. And when that wall came down, they closed a lot of those nurseries. They had access to all this stuff and all this healthcare. Cancers went up. Allergies went up. Unbelievable. So threats to our microbiome system. This is quite interesting. So when a baby is delivered naturally, it's it's pushed from the uterus. So let me tell you, for any guys who's listening, you know, it's it, it's something to push something the size of a melon. Imagine that out of your parts. Well, we push that out of our uterus, out of our cervix and out of the vagina. And that's why the uterus has lots of uh, muscle fibers that crisscross because it's going to push a baby out. And the urge to push is phenomenal. You can't stop it. It's incredible, incredible what, the way our creator created all of us, animals included. I'm in awe when I watch animals do it, you know, just out in a field. Um, actually, I did have my last child upstairs on my picnic mat in, in three minutes of contractions. It was all over. But yeah, it's, uh, well, I've, I've told people, you know, I've seen all of our kids born and yeah. I've told people how anybody can sit there and watch that take place and still say, not, there's not yeah. a creator. There's not a God. We, we just fit. It, it's like somebody had to design that to work the way it did to, to, to make men and women fit together so that there can be conception. I mean, just everything, just to have one of those things is impossible in an evolutionary kind of theory. But but again, it goes back to the design of the creator and how he's formed our bodies, male and female. There ain't nothing else in between. It's male and female for uh, the, the chick who is uh, trying to become a judge um, who doesn't know what a woman is. Could, is I, I a, assume is she that, is, but yeah, this just, yes. Oh, I, I've been grossed out this morning by the, <laughs> the guy that's uh, the chick that's now identifying as a guy, which is fine, but with her uterus and fallopian tubes in a jar. Oh yes. Uh, people have not seen that. Um, and she's going to, um, She's got an LED light that she's going to sit it on. I, I, I have to show I have to show people that. Can let me let me show her and then I'll let you comment. It's outrageous. Yeah, it outrageous. really is. All right, here's here's what Kate is talking about. And it is a wet specimen, and it is my uterus plus the tubes as well. So, ready for the reveal? This is it. This is my uterus. She scrubbed off all the blood. 
That is my cervix. That's what a cervix looks like, y'all. This is a woman and these little trying to be a man, right, right? Are my fallopian tubes. This is my uterus. This is it compared to my head. This little thing causes so much problems for everybody. Oh my word. And I also got a LED plug-in LED stand with it. I mean, so it lights up different color and spins while it displays it, which is so cool. Oh, it's so cool. You know what? It, it reminds me of a, of a biology teacher that we had in high school who had, even at that time, that was in the 80s, okay? She had a jar with her, I don't think she aborted her child. I think the child died. And they removed it, and she kept it in the formaldehyde in on uh, – it was just – it was the most gross thing that I've ever seen for somebody to do that. Why would you do this? It makes no sense at all. Well, you know, I had IVF for my first child. I had three fresh attempts, uh, two frozen. Then I had IVF, one, one attempt for my twins. And then my last child was um, conceived naturally with my ex-husband, and I, for any woman out there who, um, you know, wants a child and can't have a child, she doesn't want anyone's child. She wants her child. I have been there. And, you know, it, it, I, I couldn't enjoy weekends because I didn't have a child. I couldn't enjoy Christmas. I didn't have a child. I, it was the most awful thing to, to not be able to have a child when, when we were married with my ex-husband. And the problem was, was with him. And it was so sad when he found out. And then later, you know, he had an op and we had another one that was a big surprise. Um, but our four children, but for any woman out there who's desperate for children, and then I see that, I was absolutely, it, it's appalling. It's appalling that, it's quite sad as well. You know, she held it up to her head. You know, I was thinking, well, certainly, I wonder what size her brain is inside that head. Um, and she's holding, does it match the uterus? But it's just appalling, appalling. And that's allowed on TikTok. But I got kicked off TikTok. I only put two two of my live videos up. And they got banned in a day. Um, but that's allowed. It's disgusting. Um, but listen, um, what is what is your microbiome under attack from? Caesarean section. Caesarean, a procedure that was invented by the Romans to remove the baby from the mother via the abdominal wall and incision. Now, yes, there are times where it does save the life of the child and the life of the mother. And it's it's been an amazing thing to do. Uh, but what you can do is you can then, it might sound gross, but you can cover the child with the vaginal secretions to get the microbiome that the vaginal baby delivered baby has. Whereas the baby that's delivered via the abdominal wall, they often have on their bacteria on them, including staphylococcus, which is dangerous. So this is why, you know, the creator made it that way. And why are women in, in America having more um, cesareans than in the UK? And actually privately in the UK, people opt for it too posh to push. And they want to keep their vaginas good. So they, uh, your vagina stays good. Um, so they, you know, they go and have a cesarean section. Well, this book's a couple of years out of date, but a cesarean section, you know, in 2013, payment for cesarean delivery is about 50% higher than average payments for vaginal births, 27,000 versus 18,000. Is it any wonder that all your obstetricians in America want you to have a cesarean? And that's why most of them are cesarean. You know, it's ridiculous. You should be having a vaginal delivery unless it's an emergency. 
Um, you know, it, it's one of those things you get to that point where you think, I can't stand it. I can't do it anymore. But then it's all over. And then you kind of forget about the pain until they become teenagers. Then you remember. All <laughs> <of them>. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, you know, this is another thing as well. Compared with babies delivered vaginally, those delivered by cesarean were 26 percent more likely to be overweight and 22% of those babies delivered by cesarean were more likely to become obese. So again, there are times when uh, a cesarean delivery is imperative. But when this is the case, there's an opportunity to seed the baby manually by rubbing the mother's vaginal secretions onto the baby. You know, and um, I'd just love to see some of the midwives see, see you doing that to your baby after it's been born. If you have a cesarean, they'd have a heart failure with these midwives because they're Rockefeller trained. It'd be so funny. It'd be worth it just to see their response. Now, breastfeeding, um, again, breast milk is like no other. It's it's very, very nutritious. The nutritional factor with the greatest impact on the development of the child's gut flora and long-term immunity is whether or not it is breastfed. Breast is best. It comes in attractive containers. It's readily available on tap. You don't have to sterilize it and you don't have to wash any bottles and you don't need to go and hunt everywhere you go for a milk warmer. No, guys, they are not fun bags. They are there for feeding your baby. That's exactly right. What they're there for. I mean, I once read Madonna was saying, uh, save the, the the breasts, bottle feed the baby. Yeah. That freak show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kate, let me let me add something. We're coming up on the end of the show. You got a few things that uh, that you're going to share, so yeah. we'll we'll Come carry on. that over. But I, I do I do want to bring this to bear in on what we're talking about about good health. This comes from Proverbs chapter three, and in verses one and two it says, "My son, forget not my law." But let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. All right. And then he comes down and you can read the context here. And then he says in verse eight, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. We go over into third John. And we read right there, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And then we come to Exodus uh, chapter 20, uh, excuse me, 15, and verse 26, and we read, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And I want people to understand, even when we talk about these healthy eating and stuff, there is something that men need beyond just their necessary food, and that is the Word of God. The Scriptures over and over said, I desire, I desire your Word more than my necessary food. And so I want to encourage people, don't just get on your good organics, feed on the Word of God as well. Uh, We're going to keep Kate over, catch Bradley at 3 today, and we'll see you on Monday at 6 a.m., Lord willing. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I want to throw that in there because that is a necessary part of man's existence is hearing the Word of God. The Word of God is the bread of life. Jesus said he is the bread that came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate in the wilderness, the, the manna that fell down there, and they died. But he who eats of this bread will live 
forever, and that is he's talking about uh, the people feeding on him, not in a cannibalistic sense, but in the sense of hearing what he has to say. So I want to throw that in there. didn't mean to break your stride there uh, about what you're talking about with the babies and the milk and things of that nature, but I think it's very important that people understand that. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Breast milk's rich in living white blood cells, immunoglobulins, oligosaccharides, that feed a particular strain of beneficial bacteria from the genus uh, Bifidobacterium. So it's really interesting. Uh, I mean, there's so much on this. It's incredible. I, I love, I breastfed all my children, including my twins. And um, I would be walking with a twin pram, um, the twin, one twin baby in it, my son on the boogie board standing up, my toddler. And I used to have a, sh- a shawl that my mother crocheted a shawl for my children. I used to tuck it under my bra strap. I'd be holding my baby and breastfeeding as I was walking along. I'd be in shops and I'd be breastfeeding at the same time. I had great muscles in both arms. And then because the, I used to have this shawl over my baby's head, as they grew, if they used to start crying a little bit, I used to just throw the shawl over them and their comfort of that shawl would go back to sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Denise did, did, Denise did the same thing. It was, it was totally yeah, about the same thing. And I think the only time where she did anything that was different was having to use a, a breast pump because um, yeah, I, I know, I know well. yeah, I Hannah, well. Hannah, the, our daughter who is pregnant with our first grandchild, uh, Hannah, you know, had to have a surgery the, the day uh, of her birth because she had that esophageal, whatever it was, where your esophagus doesn't connect. Um, and, and so the, the milk was stopping right here in her throat. So uh, she had to, to pump. To, to have that for her and my son as well, uh, because he was, they said, oh, we need to get him out. This is how doctors do. It's it's really quite disturbing that they told us, they said, oh, he's not going to grow anymore. So we need to go ahead and get him out. It's nine months and this, that, and that. And then once they induce and he's born, they're like, oh, he's a month early. Well, thank you very much, Mr. You, I spent tens of thousands of dollars to learn this stuff and you're screwing it up here and, and it's on my son. Uh, but she had to do those things too. Otherwise, she breastfed the kid. She, you know, kept herself covered. She was she wasn't doing like some ladies and just letting everything hang out. She she did she did cover herself. She was modest about that. And I think that's a big deal over keeping kids at least as healthy as they can be in uh, letting them have their mother's milk. That's just the way God designed yeah. things to be. Absolutely. And what's interesting is um breastfed uh Formula-fed babies are eight times more likely to develop cancer. Eight times more likely. If you think cancer's one in two at the moment in the UK and America, and all the main charities in the UK, like Cancer Research UK, those crooks, uh, they're stating that by 2050, it's going to be everybody. And you bring in this injection, if you're bottle feeding as well, you know, it's right there. The, now, the World Health Organization ran by Ted Ross, the terrorist. Yes, he was on. Um, a most wanted terrorist list for crimes against his own he people. He was. So I'm not saying anything that's wrong. He was indeed, and is Tedros the terrorist. The World Health Organization, you know, I don't even like quoting them, but they recommend breastfeeding until a child is two years of age uh, with exclusive breastfeeding until six months. Well, now they say up to a year, exclusive up to a year. In ancient times, children, and it's not just ancient times, it's actually other cultures as well. In ancient times with exclusive breastfeeding, uh, children were also breastfed until the age of four or five and in some cultures until age seven. When I worked for BA, I saw people breastfeeding, children that would 
you know, I remember on, on a South African flight, I remember a child running up again on its mother's lap, undoing the buttons, having some breast milk, then heading off again. Um, we might find that a bit freaky. But when you think that you don't develop your immunity properly till you're what, 18 years of age, wouldn't that be the best way? Isn't that herd immunity? Isn't that how you get it? I'm sure it is. So it means that approximately 70% of American infants are receiving formula before they're, before they're a year. Uh, sorry, here we are. Unfortunately, trends in America now show that less than 50% of moms breastfeed up to, uh, at six months and only 20%, 27% are breastfeeding at 12 months. So this means that 70% of American infants are receiving formula before they are a year old. And according to the CDC, those figures have come out. So formulas, even organic brands, can be harmful to the body's terrain and specifically the microbiome as they contain high amounts of inflammatory oils, cow's milk protein, cow's milk protein soy protein, and sugar. Okay, can I... Can I ask something about that, too? Um, because when my wife was doing that, it also helped to, when you talked about the balloon inflating and going down, it also helps yeah. all that stuff to go back down, too, and to, and to return to the shape that it was previously, right? I mean, it, that's part of what yeah, breastfeeding does. does. Your, um, you start to, you know, your milk comes, even just looking at your baby, that eye contact and your prolactin's released, and then you start, your breasts go really warm generally on the day of delivery. And then you, you, the first stuff that comes out, first colostrum is, is yellow. And then the breast milk comes in and it's a couple of days after birth and you wake up with these enormous balloons that are leaking milk and they're all veiny. And that's your right. breast milk. Right. In. It's incredible. And your breast milk in the morning is very rich and creamy. And by the end of the day, it's got like a bluish tinge to it. It looks almost watery. Your baby feeds more in the evenings because it's that feeding that's this negative feedback mechanism so that you produce more milk the next day because your baby's growing. So the demands change and you need more. So when you breastfeed, you'll often, when you've had your baby, especially in that first week, you notice you get like um, twinges of pain in your abdomen and it's actually making the muscles of your uterus, you know, those double crossed muscles right. that I was saying that push the baby out, it's making them contract. Yes, yep. And it's that contraction that stops the bleeding because you bleed as the uterus is contracting because where the placenta was attached to the wall, that placenta grows. And the first three months of pregnancy, the follicle pops the egg out. And if that little egg is fertilized, that follicle remains up and secretes progesterone until at three months, the placenta is grown into the wall of the uterus, and that supports the baby. Absolutely when, fascinating. When that placenta, and it's interesting actually, at, at about eight weeks, when the baby's formed and its pancreas begins to uh, produce trypsin and chymotrypsin, it switches off these trophoblast cells to stop this uterus, uh, this placenta, sorry, growing and growing and growing. It's grown enough it's done its job and you don't want it to keep growing because that would be chorionic cancer very clever so you know this this uh placenta's got to come away from the wall so you deliver your baby first and then you wait for the cord to stop pulsing before it's tied shouldn't be done any other way and then you have the second part of your delivery where the the placenta is delivered um some people it's up to them, whatever they, they save it, they cook it up, they do whatever with it. Um, but that wall of the uterus has got to start contracting so that you don't keep bleeding because otherwise you'd hemorrhage. So 
it keeps doing that. And the breastfeeding helps to do that. I breastfed all of my babies immediately, put them to the breast immediately. And you get these twinges. They're quite uncomfortable, but this is the way it's intended. But um, what's interesting as well about just digressing cow's milk. When you feed your baby A1 milk as opposed to A2, and the A2 comes from the cows with a big hump on its back, I think it's number 67 in the amino acid chain is called beta casomorphin. Beta casomorphin. What do we know about cot deaths? They tend to be in, in bottle fed babies, vaccinated babies. So when you, bre- uh, you vaccinate these babies and they've got this, all these heavy metals sitting in the gut like shrapnel, and then you get unprocessed foodstuffs going into the systemic circulation not being digested, but going straight into the blood supply. Beta casomorphin, morphine, depresses the respiratory center in the brain. And also it causes diabetes type 1, an autoimmune condition. There was a, a load of Samoan children that came from Samoa. I believe it was Australia or, or New Zealand. I think it was Australia. Um, they all started to develop type 1 diabetes. And the only thing that they'd all got in common when they'd come from Samoa was they started to drink cow's milk, A1 milk. And they developed uh, diabetes in India. They're having an explosion at the moment of type 1 diabetes and MS, which is another autoimmune. And they no longer feed the people out there with this humped backed milk, which is A2. They're giving them these black and white cow's milk. That's a whole different subject. But if you want to really read about that, folks, there's a really good book called The Devils in the Milk. The Devils in the Milk. Please go and read it. It is so eye-opening when you read it. And they know this because there's studies being done for decades. They know this, yet they still give the babies formula A1 milk. It's terrible. So... Overuse of antibiotics. The discovering of of antibiotics occurred in 1943. Penicillin changed medicine forever, giving us the ability to successfully treat bacterial diseases such as pneumonia. In 1945, approximately 65 people in, uh, in total were treated with antibiotics. In 2010, so let me get this right. In 1945, approximately 65 people in total were treated with at, sorry, 1945, 1945, approximately 65 people in total were treated with antibiotics. By 2010, over 258 million courses of antibiotics were prescribed. So this is American figures. This is incredible. So the, the complete overuse of antibiotics. What does antibiotic mean? It means anti-life. Probiotic means pro-life. So the outcome of many broad spectrum antibiotics is analogous to clear cutting an entire rainforest down in one harvest. So, you know, sorry, the outcome of of many broad spectrum antibiotics is analogous to clear cutting an entire rainforest to harvest one tree. That's what it's trying to say. It's, It's incredible. So. There's a huge problem since antibiotics came in. Not only do they cause oxidative damage to the DNA, but they also directly target and damage the mitochondria. And since damage to the mitochondria is one of the root causes of cancer from a metabolic perspective, you need to take note of that. So you can actually clear up a lot of infections without antibiotics. You should only be using them when it's life or death. There's many, many other ways. 
as you know, chlorine dioxide, hydrogen peroxide, um, even the thing that I advocate when you get sick, a bulb of garlic, two lemons, an inch of ginger, an inch of turmeric, uh, one oregano oil drop, or you can put a handful of oregano in it. Um, and what you do is you just put it through your juicer, make a little shot, and knock it back. You know, you don't need to be going to, I mean, I've seen people do it. The, the child gets an ear infection or a virus, a cough or a cold, and they, they, they want antibiotics and bad doctors give them. They're giving antibiotics for a virus. So all you're doing is destroying that gut flora and you're setting your child up for many, many more problems, asthma and eczema, which is what we see all these kids that have had repeated ear infections and they give them antibiotics. Now, you know, the, the eustachian tube in the ear is very narrow. That's why children are so susceptible. There's many, I, I took a phone call last night at nearly midnight and um, the child was cough, 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 coughing. And, you know, I am not saying this is all for information purposes and entertainment. You know, if you have any medical conditions, always see your doctor. If you have any conditions that are worsening, always see your doctor or any new symptoms and never stop taking prescription meds without discussing it with your doctor. But this child, you know, central heating makes the room dry. I got them to put a bowl of water in the room, turn the heating down, one layer of clothing over the child, continue to breastfeed, even though the child was coughing when it could put it back to the breast and put the child upright in a little bouncy chair, not laying flat. And that child went to sleep and they had a better night. And so there are ways that you can do it because central heating makes the room very, very dry. You don't want a damp room either, but you do want the humidity up in the room. And also they put a couple of little menthol crystals into some water, warm water in the room because we know that menthol clears the airways as well. Not too much, you don't want to burn your nose out. Um, so we know that garlic, like I've just said, three cloves of garlic contain the same antibacterial potency as an adult dose of penicillin. Three cloves, the same potency as an adult dose of penicillin. You need to have that raw, raw garlic. Um, sterile environments are no good. So using all your antibacterial spray, no good. And you can start taking... Um, you know, lots of foods that are good for antibacterial, like leeks, Jerusalem artichokes, fermented and cultured foods. So, Kate, you know, your sauerkraut. Let me let me yeah. ask this for people who are thinking it: are, are you are you saying that people who are constantly using these antibacterial soaps, who are using these sprays to kill all the bacteria and do it, that they're really setting themselves up to get really really sick one That's day? Exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. You know, um, what do you get in burns bandages? Silver. What do we know before pharmacopoeia came in? We had, uh, sorry, it was listed in pharmacopoeia before all your pharmaceutical drugs came in. You had colloidal silver used because of its antibacterial properties. And uh, there's the saying, born with a silver spoon in your mouth, because the, the, the wealthy families would, would give their children silver spoons yep. and little silver rattles and toys to suck. So, you know, if you're using all these antibacterials, you're just going to make your family even sicker. And where's evidence of this? In third world countries where the children are dirty and they live amongst their animals, their eczema and asthma is, is virtually not there. Whereas here, it's like, what is it, eight in 10 kids? It's really high and on the increase. I had 12 kids. Uh, I've got a tongue tie today. I keep getting my words all raveled. 
I had 12 cats when my children were growing up. If you didn't have a cat hair in your food, you felt like you'd missed out. Um, there was a cat on every bed. You know, you get cold, I used to put another cat on the bed. I can't um, do it. I can't do it. I, I, we, uh, I, I can't do it. My kids, um, my, uh, I think w- one of my children never had antibiotics until recently. My girls had only had them once. And my oldest son, only when he went to boarding school did he get lots of antibiotics. They forever had snotty noses. Um, they, they always had snotty noses because that's your body detoxing. One of your ways of, of, of managing to get a good immunity is coming into contact with everything. So, you know, my cat says to, and then I stopped them going through this door here because Fat Dave, who you all know and love, who is always joining us for the show, there he is. <laughs> And he's even smiling for the camera. Sitting on my laptop cover. Wait, he's here every show. Cat's like a leech. Um, But anyway, he's not allowed everywhere else because he's one of these cats that likes to pee up everything. Everything. He even peed up the paramedics bag once when they came in my house. Um, But, you know, once I stopped letting them go in there, I come in my kitchen and they're on every worktop (laughs) wandering around. We don't get sick from that. I just wipe it, but I don't have antibacterial soaps. I have Dr. Bronner's soap, almond, Castile soap. I wash my dogs with uh, Dr. Bronner's soap. Uh, Nelly here had a little bit of ringworm, so I sprayed it with colloidal silver, and it was gone within a few days. Um, you, you really don't need to be killing your microbiome. Remember, you've got it on your eyelashes because they have their own little bugs on there. And that's why these girls that go and have these eyelash extensions, they end up with loads of infections in their eyes because of it. You you have your own little microbiome system on your eyebrows. Um, it, it, it In your underarm hair, it's the same. It's exactly the same. You have bacteria that chow down. And so when you eat uh, a lot of animal protein, the, the secretions under your arm are very different to if you're plant-based. And it's that BO smell is, is because of, of all your microbiome system chowing it down and it going off. So, you know, that's why I won't wear deodorant at all. I don't smell. Um, I want myself to sweat here. Of course you do. And you have all lymph nodes all around the breast. So these ladies that are spraying all the aluminium, wearing the bone bras all the time, is it any wonder you get into problems? Right. Um, you know, you, you really don't want to do that. I mean, I, I personally don't want to see a big bush under myself. <laughs> That's just, but, you know, these things were all put there for a reason. They were. And we've gone so far away from what is normal now. It's even men shaving their entire bodies. What's that all about? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't get that. I, I don't I don't understand that to save my life. Um, of course you don't. You've got a big fuzzy beard. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I I shaved my face too. I hated shaving. I just hate shaving. My face is it cannot tolerate it. It it, it hurts <laughs> to do it. It really does. It's aggravating. Um, so I I get that. But I think there is this thing that's come into the picture here. What maybe in the past two decades or three decades where it's really started to sort of I don't know. I don't want to say normal because the people I I meet, 
I don't know many guys who shave themselves, but I've met guys who do it, shave their legs. If they're obviously, some of them will say, "I do that because I run track or whatever," and so the hair. I don't know how much it slows you down. I maybe oh, there is on. something to that I don't know. But I'm like, I'm like, why don't you just wear some of those stretchy pants? And that does the same thing, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> I just, but I, I can't, know. I can't imagine shaving my chest or or my legs or any of that. That's just, it's it's a really weird thing. You're right. They're I, it's there for a reason. They're gonna, have to, uh, they're gonna have to drag the pools now for the competition swimming because now we've got blokes identifying as women swimming in the women's events. Oh yeah. I mean, what are they going to be doing? I mean, it, the, the whole thing. But yeah, you know, the more you use, or I've seen them in restaurants with salad bars and they're spraying their stuff around the tables as they're wiping them. This is all in the air and then it's all on the food. Um, this is really, it's no different to pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. Um, you keep loading all these things up in your body and you're going to get sick because um, we we have all these things in our body for a reason and you upset that very delicate balance and you get dis-ease, dis-ease, which is disease. So I think... Um, and, you know, even the glyphosate, actually, one of my neighbors had sprayed that all over their lawn the other day because they don't want weeds. But these people are triple vaxxed. I'm praying for them. They're nice people. But I could smell it at my front door. Yeah. It's carried in the air. And we this, now spray it with vinegar. Yeah. In I the heat of the day. It, it takes a little longer. It takes a little longer to, to get rid of the weeds. But that's what we use now. Well, I don't do I don't do that with the weeds now anymore. I don't really care. I if there's a big fat dandelion, I dig it up. I just dig it up. I get underneath it. Um, I well, you can the, use that. You can use the dandelions. Yeah, yep. The diuretic. Yep. Well, you don't want the ones that the dogs have peed on. Uh, <laughs> well, the dog pee doesn't hurt anything. You know that. I know. Actually, dog pee, right? I've discovered that dog pee cleans your patio slabs because everywhere my dogs have had a, my my bitch dog, my girly dog, every time she pees, it cleans the patio. And I'm thinking this, <laughs> I have thought about this. I thought, I wonder if I peed in a watering can and, and put it on my patio and left it on, you know, when it's going to rain the next day. Would it clean the patio? Please, ladies, do go and have a go and report back to the show. I want to know. Well, I, I would think I would think so because isn't a lot of that made up uh, from ammonia and stuff like that, yeah. that that we release when we when we do that? I, I would yeah, I would think that it, that it has that ability. Yeah, yeah, it's quite it's interesting, isn't it? And uh, all of this, so. Yeah, you know, these things, the more you use them, you're going to upset everything in your body. And um, it, it's the same as brushing your teeth. This is a good one. You know, brushing your teeth, your ba- your, your toothbrush. Do you clean your toothbrush? I've now taken to to soaking it in hydrogen peroxide and then just not rinse it that'll out. That'll do it. Yep, that'll do it. Yep. And then I now, every single day, I have a cap full of hydrogen peroxide, 3% food grade, and I rinse my mouth out and I keep gargling it. My whole mouth fizzes up and I gargle, and then I spit it out. Um, so, um, and it's only 3%. So, um, you know, that delicate system, this is to get rid of, you know, thing, even if I should, you know, things I shouldn't eat. So, yeah, that's about it. Get your ferment. That's about it. Get your fermented foods down, your leeks, artichokes, garlic. Um, everything that nature put out there is what you should be having. And 
try and limit your exposure to everything else. And, you know, when a baby's born, um, they come out of this beautiful environment. That's exactly what it should be. And I didn't wash my babies for a good 24 hours. I just left them with the vernix on them, that white, creamy stuff. Yep, it's good for their skin. It is. And and then what happens? Um, what do they do? Johnson & Johnson. I mean, how are they still in business when they had this talcum powder that they've even found in the ovaries of women that causes cancer? And they were found guilty of it. Yep. Uh, but anyway, they produce all these toxic things that smell lovely, um, and everybody gets all this stuff, puts it in the bath for the babies, and these babies then get eczema as well and contact yep. dermatitis. Yep. So they're getting eczema from the vaccines, from the milk, from everything else, and then you wash all their bed linen and their blankets, and then you lie them in it, and you're hugging them next to all of these toxic, chemical-ridden Comfort, Lenore, which is really carcinogenic. And then you plug in these air fresheners around the room because you want your house to smell nice. You've got your baby. And then these people, you know, they're using the diapers that have got silicon balls in the inside the diapers yep. to soak all the moisture. And any of that chemicals gets into the urethra, causes inflammation. And then the latest thing, they've got a smart thing on the nappies. So oh, it leads to your smartphone and your baby monitor to tell you because you're too stupid to know that your baby's going to pee or poo when you fed it. Uh, they have it linked up to tell you that your baby's wet their nappy. So now you're streaming all these EMFs straight through your baby's gonads. Isn't that a nice thing? Well, you know, that's why I'm going like this. I, I, I just <laughs> can't get my head around it. I can't get my head around. You know, when you have a baby, yep. they pee and they poo. And they generally, you learn very quickly not to change their butts just before you feed them. Because when it goes in one end, it stimulates peristalsis. And they generally, just before you're about to leave or before you're about to have visitors, they generally fill it and you smell it. If it's a a breastfed baby, it smells like egg. And if it's a bottle fed baby, it smells just. It doesn't have a smell. I I never, I never know. Cause I had, look, I had changed some diapers in my time too. And I never, (laughs) when they're newborn babies and my wife's, you know, breastfeeding and stuff, you you never smelled it. It didn't smell for a long time until they started eating table food. Uh, that yeah, was really a problem. Like, I think it smells a bit eggy and it's like a yellowy mustard seedy. It's completely different. It's completely different what comes out of their gut to when you give a baby formula milk from a cow. Cow's milk is for a baby cow. You can feed your baby on raw goat's milk and it's much better for them than giving them cow's milk if you haven't got breast milk. Um you know, these women that go, oh, I, there are some women that don't produce milk, but it's very, very rare. If you keep putting your baby to your breast, um, and also um, if you've got sore, cracked nipples, you can use nipple shields and put them on. And um, I use those for all of mine. They were absolutely fine. <laughs> well, I, you know, Kate, one of the interesting things about that is the way the way God has designed humans in a similar way, not the exact same way, but a similar way to animals. When animals are born, they know to go to the mother's teeth. They, they know to do that. And the same thing happens with human babies. They've been living in this little enclosed environment yeah. 
and they've been getting yeah they've been yes yep so so they've been being fed through their their umbilical cord now that cord's cut and the natural instinct when you put a baby up to the mother's breast is is to suck i mean that's what it it's naturally there and you're right they they would teach i think we only had one or two that were a little i don't know timid or whatever and You'd rub their cheek, and that would stimulate them to want to to do that. And so, it's a fascinating to me. It people may say, "Oh, Tim, you're making a mountain out of no." It's a fascinating thing that the Creator has made the instinct there to do such a thing when that child has not been been fed through the mouth. That's not what he's been fed through. He's been fed through his belly button. And yeah, so, is it kangaroos? Yep, kangaroos and wallabies. They're born out of the vagina of the kangaroo when they're like this big and they crawl up the fur and they crawl into the pouch and they attach onto the teat and they grow. Isn't that unbelievable? Oh, I think it is. I think it's very, I think it's very fascinating. Um, Kate, let me give you the final word. We got just a little bit and we need to go ahead and close out the show, but it's been very informative. I hope people will catch who tuned in for the, the cancer on the injections. You'll catch that at the first part of the show. And then the second part here, share this, share this with some new moms or some moms who are to be, they're carrying, they're already pregnant or they're looking to, to be pregnant and have children. Share this with them. They need this information. This is part of, especially you older women um, who are out out there who've who've already had your children and stuff share this with them because you know part of of the as your children grow and as they get out of the house and things of that nature titus 2 says that you teach the younger women these kinds of things along with loving their husbands loving their children putting their energy into the house share that with them so that it will give them something to think about because i'm telling you women today unless they've had godly women in their lives and they're right there with them uh, they're not being taught this stuff. They're not in, being encouraged in this way, and uh, they they really need that. But, Kate, I'm going to turn it over to you for a final word. Yeah, well, what I, I do know a lady who's an expert in the neonate and breastfeeding and milk and everything in, in Australia, and I think what I'm going to do is try and get her on the show um, because we I know all these experts, so let's utilize them because I think that will be a fantastic show to do. Um, my, my final word really um, is... I am supposed to be speaking at the UKIP conference on the 2nd of April, but as you know, they've just cancelled the hotel there for all the speakers and the lunch. Can you believe it? That's a political conference, and they've even cancelled the venue for that. Cancel culture. Uh, please keep your eye out, folks. Uh, they've got a new booking. Um, I have, I will be announcing this week, I've got bookings up and down the UK for my avoiding and reversing disease naturally. Um, I'm doing Blackpool, I'm doing Birmingham, I'm doing Wales. I'm doing the South in London. Uh, there's a few more venues. So I'm not one for, be beat, for being beaten. And I've been putting together a comprehensive lecture. I guarantee you, you will not walk out of that without feeling like you're a new person and you're ready to rock. So um, that's really, you know, everything's in your hands. Everything is there for us. Everything is there for us. Get yourself a Bible, start prepping, and we're going to be fine. 
Amen. Amen. And, and that's a message of hope. While everybody else is running around, and look, we put out information to where there are going to be food surges. It's not to scare people. It's say, it's it's again. Well, I go back to losing some weight. Well, that's true, <laughs> but but it's like what I said at the first was was God's intention to put to scare people when He gave a dream to the Pharaoh that Joseph interpreted and says we're going to have seven years of plenty and seven years of of famine. No, it was to warn them so that they would prepare for it again. And the prudent man sees those things and he prepares. So uh, when we're talking about this kind of stuff, I don't want people – if you're fearful, that's because you've been conditioned to be fearful. The, 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 the message of the gospel, the, 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 the word of God is one of hope. It is not one of fear unless it's teaching you the fear of God. Okay? I'm not talking about scaring you uh, because of hell. I'm not talking about scaring you uh, over bad health. I'm talking about the fear of God, and the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. It is the beginning of wisdom uh, the Bible teaches us. So, guys, keep that in mind. Kate, we thank you, as always, for coming on. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Tell them. Whoops, that's the wrong thing. Sorry. To the guy who sent me this, thank you so much. Uh, I ordered some paint for my front door from uh, the devil's to devil's site, but it, they they filter out to other companies. And this big tin of high gloss paint arrived in a box, in bubble wrap, in a plastic bag. It was fantastic packaging. And when I opened it, on the tin was a note that said, hello, Kay, there's no need for any concern with this note. I just wanted to say I've followed your content and videos through the scamdemic. Keep up the good work. In the end, we will win. God wins. I've made sure your order has been wrapped the best. I can do it. My name is, and they said his name, God bless your soul. So, <laughs> so somewhere in United Kingdom, I've had some paint delivered from a store that came via Amazon and somebody recognized my name. And you know what? That just, thank you so much. It was wonderful well, to how about how about How about you give a shout out for people out there watching from the UK who, who you got your paint from? Because obviously they pay attention to who they're shipping to to, to know your name. Give them a shout out. Well, well I, the, the company, um, I don't know the, the company because it, it just came via Amazon. But I will find that out. Okay. And then I'll come back because, uh, you know, we all say we, we, we should always use our local shops whenever we can. Yep, and that's sure. what we do. Well, a lot but of people even, who are local use Amazon and, and, and eBay and other things like that. I get it. They do. And also, you, you, you know, I've learned that, that sometimes you've got to have a store on there as well. You know, you have to use the devil's tools sometimes. Um, so but I it, it just shows how far. My my videos and everyone's videos have gone to help people, um, and yeah, so that you know, it gives me it gives me hope. I also take it as a big responsibility. So um, you know, join us on the next voyage because you're going to be watching me. I'm going to um, Tim. Incidentally, I know everybody likes to see in the UK likes to see all of our stately homes. So I'm going to be doing some shows again from the beautiful big places around the UK. I'm going to take Sons of Liberty to Stonehenge. Hey, now we're talking. Yeah. Will you get Will you get some Wi-Fi out there? Yeah, <laughs> we're sorting it all out, and I'm going to do you a show from Sons of Liberty uh, uh, coming to you from Stonehenge and also the Cutty Sark in London, that very famous boat. Um, so I'm going to start doing you some shows live with good Wi-Fi showing you uh, different places around the UK, which I think will be really exciting. Um, 
and and then you get like a free tour but you know Stonehenge is incredible um and uh you're also going to be seeing me doing my version of the good life you're going to see me I'm going to take you into my greenhouse and show you my stuff as it's growing and what I'm doing and showing you what you can do. So I'm going to pick a herb, show you how I've, I've you know, planted it, how it's growing. And then I'm going to tell you what you can use it for, how you prepare it into a tincture. Hey, man, I, 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 no, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning that myself because I'm looking yeah. at tinctures anyway and I'm how to produce those. And one's going to be called Tim Brown. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to put me in their body. Well, That's we for sure. want a cockerel. I'm getting talked into a cockerel, but I don't know what the neighbors are saying. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for having me on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Hang on. I'll say goodbye to you off air. And uh, there's Kate. We appreciate you very much. And all the information, uh, Tammy says, the help, the knowledge I've gained here is amazing. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Tammy, for your support. We appreciate that, as well as everybody else who's here. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Two hours today. Bradley Dean, sonsoflibertymedia.com. So catch him at 3 o'clock, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God, okay? If you don't have a church that you trust, find some people and just get together and read the Word of God again. It is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. We need that for good health, not only physically, but spiritually. Feed on the bread of life uh, over the weekend and every day, by the way. And then, Lord willing, we'll see you at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Adios.